Hello, my fine friends. Thank you for choosing my podcast to listen to. We're powered by ACAS Plus. You can join uh, ACAS Plus if you want to get lots of bonuses. Google Rahalastapa and ACAS Plus and you'll get right there. There's lots of fun stuff to get. Um, Rahalastapa tour is nearly over. 21st of March, I'm at Bedford Corn Exchange. I'm talking to Olaf Falafel, who's a very funny children's author and stand-up comedian, and Al Murray, the pub landlord and historian man. And a friend of mine, uh, it should be fantastic, who went to Bedford, went to school in Bedford. It should be amazing. There's plenty of tickets left for that one. Uh, Glasgow on the 27th and Hull on the 28th. They're both sold out, but do keep checking the sites for returns. And uh, occasionally we put some comps back on sale, so there may be a chance to buy tickets. The main thing, though, is that I am going to be on tour doing stand-up, and I would love you to come. Uh, it's uh, from... It starts officially in May, but so uh, there's a few tryouts in April and March. So I'm at the Bill Murray. I'm at um, various places, Luton Hat Factory and uh, the Berry Hedge End. I don't even know where that is before going into a big tour where I'm going all over the place. It's selling in various degrees. Glasgow sold out. They've added an extra date. Uh, Chorley sold out, joined the waiting list. Uh, but a lot of the others have plenty of tickets. So... Do go and come to see that. richardherring.com slash ballback slash tour for all those tour dates. richardherring.com slash Rahalastapa for the remaining Rahalastapa dates. And uh, yeah, and then I'm going to take a little break from doing Rahalastapas. It'll be nice. We've got loads in the bank. Uh, so I hope you're enjoying them. I think there's some very high quality ones from this tour. Uh, so do keep listening. Do keep telling your friends. richardherring.com for all your Richard Herring needs. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy another Rahalastapa. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hello, welcome to another Rich Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast with me, Rich Herring. It's going to be good. Uh, if you enjoy this stuff and want to help keep me alive and afloat, uh, go to richherring.com slash gigs and see if I am playing in your area anytime soon. I'm doing a big tour of a best of show called Richard Herring, The Best, and that will be running from September right through to June 2017, coming to most places. So, you know... Have a look at that gig guide and see if I'm coming to be near you and then come and see me if you like. It's better than this podcast because it's not just made up as it goes along. It's proper stuff that I've thought hard about. Anyway, now let's go back to the rubbish made up podcast and see how we went this week. Hope you enjoy it. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, hello. Welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who's been waiting a whole week to find out what happened in that Croydon school-based version of Waiting for Godot for real. It's Richard Herring! Hello! Oh, 
Oh, you're much better than last week's audience. So, uh, welcome to Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre. It'll come to a point where just the whole thing, I can do a whole episode of this, and it'll just all be catchphrases all the way through, and then it'll just end. That's what I'm aiming for. Uh, no guests required. Welcome to Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast. I was in Biker Grove uh, the other day. I don't know if you know, it's... Um, they got, like, a youth centre up there, and uh, PJ and Duncan, a couple of the lads there, were doing a rap. About uh, it was about podcasts, and they, they in that rap they called it Rolestepa, and um, <laughs> Spuggy didn't know she wouldn't. Ju- she said she called it. She said no, it's Richard Haynes That's a square theatre podcast. She's thirty-eight years old now. So, um, <laughs> if you know what happened to Spuggy, do let me know. So I'm doing observational comedy about a thing that most of you were not born. <laughs> Apart from uh, David Frew, he was. He did you watch Biker Grove, David? No. no. Well, it would be weird, because you know, you'd have been... <laughs> I watched it, and I was too old to watch it. So if you'd watched it, it would have been doubly bad. Let's just get uh, David through one here, just so you can see the kind of man we're talking about. Should have... <laughs> if I... Uh, David, if I... Uh... Oh, stop going. We'll cut that bit out so it looks good. Oh, for fuck's sake, work! <laughs> there, it's working now. Uh, just edit that bit out. Uh, so, uh, David's eating minstrels. If I had to guess what year you were born in, <laughs> I would say... <laughs> 1961? Yes. Yeah, that's good, isn't it? That's, uh, David... Yeah, I could, I just, just a little... Uh, little uh, thing I can do is a little trick I've got. So uh, I, uh, I thought this week, uh, back in, it's back in history for you at home, but everyone was resigning this week, so I thought I might resign from Rich Chain's Leicester Square Theatre podcast, let someone else take over. Uh, but I don't know really who could do it. Would you, would you be up for it doing it, David? Do you think you could do as good a job as me? No. no. You prefer just to sit there and eat minstrels? <laughs> you been sharing, you sharing any minstrels? No. Is that a whole, that's a big pack of minstrels. You're not worried at your age, that, you know, eating all that? Chocolate, well, the arteries and things. Yeah, I've got lots of yoga. Have you? <laughs> Someone likes yoga, so uh, it's you do your yoga. You are a good-looking man. You know, if it wasn't for your face and everything, you would know <laughs> your old man face. <laughs> I'm really, I'm just horrible, aren't I? I just, uh, that's <laughs> you're about. Oh, at least I've made someone laugh. It is myself. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to... Res- it's terrible. Everyone's gone, isn't it? There's, uh, there's, like, there's no one lo- ruling anything. The Prime Minister's gone. The leader of the opposition uh, is probably... <laughs> surely gone by now. Uh, Jeremy Clarkson's gone, you know, and his replacement, the bloke who gets his cock out and puts it on people's shoulders. Uh, that's not my words. That is the words of Bob Mortimer on this very podcast. And we should have known, really, it was coming. That's just, just all DJs. That's just what they do, isn't it, DJs? But anyone who's presented Top of the Pops, that's allowed, isn't it? You're allowed to put your cock on someone's shoulder. That is... Yeah? Yeah, that woman says it's all right. And that is a consent. If only I'd got it on video. So, uh, that would be safe. Anyway, look, I'm going to uh, crack straight on. And, um... Because... <laughs> I'm really sorry, David. I'll buy you... I'll, I'll, next week, there'll be... If you come next week... There'll be a free pack of minstrels there for you. <laughs> You're a very good-looking man. I was just flirting. So, uh, will you please welcome a man who's probably best known uh, for being in the 1979 series Chopper Squad, which was a year before he was born. 
It's an Australian TV series I think Reg Grundy produced. So I'm very interested to find out more about that. It's Matthew Crosby, ladies and gentlemen. Here he is, Matthew Crosby from Chopper Squad. Hello. It's from Chopper Squad. Hello, fans. Hello. There we go. Uh, so, uh, tell me about the 1979 Australian TV show Chopper Squad. Well, I thought you might mention this, Richard. <laughs> um, I, I've got an idea about the... Uh, well, I, I, I can only imagine there's yeah. another famous Matthew Crosby. Oh, well, there's no. a famous Matthew Crosby. <laughs> From Chopper Squad. Chopper Squad. Yeah. I, don't, I don't remember it. It, it was now, like some was, people... Was the chopper, was the chopper the, a BMX bike? I'm hoping. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I'm not sure, but the only bit of trivia I saw about it was that it possibly uh, was... Uh, Influenced Baywatch and was the thing in an Australian TV. So I imagine it was about uh, helicopters, helicopters, people, helicopter rescue. Yeah, people and drowning. Then someone saw that and said, "Let's get rid of the helicopters." Yeah, and, and then, replace it with fake boobs. <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah. That's, let's play, yeah, it replace works. it with David Hasselhoff's chopper. That could be what they thought. So uh, let's. Uh, <laughs> let's that. that was that was a joke one. You're probably best known yes. for appearing in a children's version of Way of Forgotten. That's right. <laughs> That's what. <laughs> well, you said it was like a children's. It wasn't for children. I was sort of basically a child. Yeah. I was. Uh, that was when I was in sixth form. And Nish was. Uh, he was in year Nish seven. Nish Kumar from last year. Nish, uh, Nish Kumar from, from. Some of the people won't have seen that here. Oh, yeah. So for those of you who didn't come along to both. Um, thanks to those die-hard fans who stuck it out for both. Um, yeah, I, I, was, I was at the same school, St. Olav's, yeah. in uh, Orpington, not Croydon. Okay. Uh, sorry to pick you up. Nish comes from Croydon. Uh, that's why the mistake was made. But, yeah, I, I, went, I, I went to school in Orpington, and we did a production of Waiting for Godot. Yeah. And uh, I, I listened to the last week's episode. Oh, yeah, it's, a cra- it's a cracking episode. It's really, really enjoyed it. Um, and... You said, "Oh, did he? Did he play Godot?" Yeah, I didn't. I played. Uh, um, uh, I played uh, Vladimir. But this is how the teacher who like directed the production was nuts and danced on at the end in a Union Jack bowler hat, holding a sign saying "I'm Godot," which he hadn't told us he was going to do. <laughs> it was absolutely. It was insane. Why would you do that's kind of the point like he completely like he was our English teacher as well. He was helping us achieve uh, A level English. A, if you're asking. Um, and <laughs> let's not talk about the other two, the theology and the history I did. But um, but yeah, he he was teaching us he used he was a ter- he was an, an awful teacher. I won't name him to shame him. because yeah. um, I think he was having a lot of like troubles. <laughs> um, but he, one day he came into class and he was like, okay, we're doing the importance of being earnest. I'm going to teach you from this book. And it was like one of those Cliff Notes books. And they'd spelt earnest <laughs> the wrong way right. on the front of the, uh, of the book. Yeah. They'd spelt it like the name, whereas it's the, the you know... Being earnest. It's like being, being earnest, serious. exactly. Being serious, exactly. Yeah. So it's, is it any wonder <laughs> that with that education I cannot draw a crowd when I come and do your podcast? <laughs> You've done all right. I blame him. Done all right for St. Olaf. Some people have come from St. Olaf. So they might. Hello. They still are. They still. They've come again. They loved it so much. Yeah, enjoyed it so much. <laughs> but I don't think we were. You're much younger than me. Is that right? You left about yeah. ten years ago. Not changing the story. Good call. <laughs> <laughs> Had the entire break to do a bit of research. Think when exactly was it? No, about ten years ago. Fair enough. <laughs> Sounds like about a decade. I'm also very interested to have you on because you were uh, the program associate. I'm associated with that programme, yes. Of uh, Improvisation, my dear Mark Watson. Correct. And I'm hoping to get the whole team together in one podcast one day. 
Well, Which will be a double length one, I think, because there's a lot of people involved. It's got to be, yeah. Uh, but um, so who? Because because you sort of you put a sort of call out on Twitter I did. A, a few days ago. Well, obviously, Mark Watson. Yes. Wouldn't be improvisation, my dear Mark Watson. Without <laughs> my dear Mark Watson. Um, right. Who? Because I. you the program associate on this. Was there at any point during the work you went? Why are we saying improvisation, my dear Mark Watson? Why don't we just call it improvisation? My... Well, let's think of well, another let's bre- name. Let's break it down. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. So first of all, it was originally. Now it was. Um, it was my friend Lee was making this right. this show, which makes it sound like the least professional thing. Oh, my mate Lee did it. Um, but but my friend Lee was was making this show, yeah. and um, he. Uh, he liked calling TV shows silly names. Like he was, he was very into sort of how, what can I get away with in terms of silly names? Uh, he he did the the Roberts Web. Do you remember the Rob, yeah, Roberts do, yeah. Roberts Web? He wanted to call it Worldwide Roberts, yeah. which I think <laughs> is is very funny. It's funny. And he took it to the channel. I can't remember. It was maybe Channel Four. <laughs> must be Channel Four. Yeah. And they were like, we don't get it. It's like, oh, that's a shame because that's much funnier than than um, yeah. Roberts Web. Uh, and with this, he wanted to call it Improvisation, My Dear Watson. Uh, and then he again took it to the channel, which was, this time was... Was it Dave? Do you know the channel I, this time? I think it was... I mean, I'm, I'm only Dave. vaguely associated to this programme. <laughs> uh, and they said, well, people won't know who the Watson is in this, so we've got to call it My Dear Mark Watson. He was like, all right. <laughs> Why the fuck not? <laughs> My improvisation, my dear Mark Watson. <laughs> yeah. But I think I think you think he doesn't know what a dumb title it is, and it clearly we were we were howling. Couldn't believe you know this was. Couldn't believe that they go, went. Yep, that's better. <laughs> you know this thing that we don't like. You've you've made it much worse, <laughs> but we like it more. That was what happened. Um, but yeah, so Do you I have was. Any good uh, memories of the days working as a, when you say program associate. Program associate is a job I do quite a lot, which is yeah. basically it's when they don't want to admit that they're using writers. Yeah, they call you the program associate. Yeah. Um, and well, it, with improvisation, my dear Mark Watson, they have to pretend. They have to pretend yeah, there are no writers. Uh, but the it's basically I wasn't writing; I was trying to devise games. And what that meant was I would go on the website for shows like um, Whose Line Is It Anyway? Go on the Wikipedia page. It's very much how you do your podcast. Yeah. Just start with Wikipedia. Yeah. I'd go on the Wikipedia page for st- shows like Whose Line Is It Anyway? And uh, we would pick games. They didn't play all that often. Yeah. And then you would try and add in a cool new thing like Facebook. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so you would... <laughs> So you'd, you'd take sort of two-headed expert, except he owned a MySpace page, guys, and that was what the, the, the story was, because they wanted to make yeah. it sort of, a, sort of funky, trendy. They also had... They, uh, they had it was all done in front of a green screen, because I, I, um, I wasn't there on the night when they recorded it, nor did yeah. I watch it when it was finished. But um, I've, I've heard, possibly from you on this podcast, yeah. that they did it all on a green screen, and they were just like... So if... if for example, Robin Ince was playing the trumpet. Robin did the non-TX pilot. Yeah, Robin wasn't in it. No, he... He's... I don't know if we can have him... You can't t- have him. I as... don't know if we can... When we're bringing back improvisation, my dear Watson... Could you please do Mark two? Watson with Justin Lee Collins g- grab, getting everyone together, yeah. first of all. Then uh, I don't think Robin can come. Could you not do, just for the people who, who bought the badges, yeah. a special, a special <laughs> one-off about the non-TX version, the non-transmitted... Yeah pilot version that didn't get shown could you do that as well well yeah okay i don't I okay think that, i think that people will want that much in depth about this 
do you feel from a man who plays snooker against himself? <laughs> Come on, mate. Do you think we've maybe done more about this program now in this conversation yeah, than, than, people, than anyone wants? Than Definitely, anyone but would on here, yeah. fuck so these I guys. This is for us. It is for us. Um, yeah, I, I so yeah, they, they would sort of put in like funny things uh, around it. If they weren't saying a funny thing, they'd be yeah. wearing a funny cartoon hat all the way through it. <laughs> It's a shame we only got one uh, one episode. It was a shame. Yeah. It's a good. It was a good premise. It was a good title. It was a, some good some good writers behind it. And uh, it would have been nice to get a bit more work out of it. But there you go. That's showbiz, isn't it? It is. So talking of uh, researching people on Wikipedia. Yes. I researched you on Wikipedia. Yes. And it said that um, I can't find the bit, but I can remember it from my mind. Oh yes, you were you were in the. It says on Wikipedia that you were in the BBC New Act of the year two thousand and five. And you got to the semi-finals, where you were beaten by Aqua. <laughs> and there's no citation needed on that, so I'm assuming that is... I'm assuming that you were beaten by the band who sang... I, I, had, I had a very good five minutes, but it wasn't <laughs> as good as Barbie Girl. And... And well, actually, what happened was they did Barbie Girl in the quarters. In the semis, they did Dr. Jones. Um... <laughs> Uh, Rene was a, 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 very, a very funny man and a joy to work with. Now, I think what's happened there is, occasionally, and this happens to a lot of people, yeah. uh, p- people go on your Wikipedia page yeah. and just write things that aren't, that aren't true. There was one, there was one, a few, because a few years ago, my, my friend Helen Saltzman, who I, I used to live with, uh, who does a, a, n- another really fun podcast, Answer Me This, uh, she started getting people to do it, to put stuff, she put real facts about me, then get yeah. other people to put, um, so for example, when I, she said it, he only wears white socks, that was true, I used to only wear white socks, okay. I used to just buy, like, you know, bulk buy white socks, I didn't have to think too much about what socks I was going to wear, um, you know. Did, I, how much time did that save? Well, I don't know. Do you know what? I, I, I genuinely—it was—it's from the movie. Uh, it's from the movie *The Fly* when they talk when when he talks about Albert Einstein. This is what a pretentious dick I was. That like I was watching a guy build a time machine in this film and going, "Yeah, I am probably wasting a lot of time thinking about what I'm wearing." So I bought just a bunch of pairs of Farrah slacks. Yeah. Uh, I bought a pair of campers. I bought loads of Primark. Uh, uh, plaid shirts yeah. and loads of white socks and, and uh, an underwear and thought that's it now I'm going to become Einstein and uh, just three years later I was a program associate <laughs> on improvisation my dear Mark Watson um, but yeah the people used to put weird stuff up uh, yeah. one of them was like uh, he's scared of Alton Towers and this was before you know so <laughs> But if you, if you want to put other... There's nothing on my... Yeah. Like, my Wikipedia page, I've, I, 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 the only reason I know what's on it is because I did a, a gig the other day, and the um, sometimes when you do a gig, and there's not much about you on the internet, they just take the first paragraph <laughs> of the Wikipedia... So it's just like, he was born in Bromley, he did a gig in 2006, come, come and see him on Thursday. Like, that's all it said. So if anyone wants to update my Wikipedia page with either real or imagined facts, just please go for it. Fill your well, boots. Could, they could say, I like to research the childhood of my guests. OK. I can um, tell you about my childhood. Well, yeah, well, I like to know. I like to be able to surprise you with some facts about the town that you grew up in, but it doesn't say you were born in Bromley, so... Does it not? No, so that's a useful thing to add in now. There we for, go. For, for, for interviewers of the future. What was it like growing up in Bromley? Did you go to... Hang on, I'll just edit something in. The famous attraction there. Yeah, every... <laughs> um, well, I, I, I remember it when it was called... The of course, you know. Um, and no, so you I, could do this as a game in the next series of improvisation. improvisation my dear Mark Watson, yeah. 
this, yeah. but it would have to be about Snapchat now, you realise, <laughs> okay. unfortunately. Um, I, I still live in Bromley. Mm. Uh, I grew up in Bromley. I still live there. Uh, it's, uh, it's very nice. It was pretty much a, a 50-50 split uh, leave remain. Was it? Yeah. Uh, but just on the right side. Okay. Go home, Nish. Um, <laughs> Uh, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's fine. It's where David Bowie uh, comes from. I used to work at the uh, MVC in Market Square, which is the Market Square that he talks about in the song Five Years." You know, moving through Market Square. So uh, that's the that's the biggest claim to fame I've got. <laughs> is that? Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's nice. You know, it's the largest of the thirty-two uh, London boroughs. <laughs> um, but no one really th- people think of it as Kent. Yeah. Uh, but it's but it's not. It's uh, it was declassified as Kent before I was born. But yet still, still when I write, when I wrote my address as a child, my parents just sort of you know I guess they just you know they were around in the seventies. I I wasn't. They remember the heady days of the Chopper Gang, um, and they squad. would Chopper Squad. I yeah. apologise. I wasn't there. Like I say. Uh, <laughs> wasn't around uh, but yeah they would they would write Kent in the in, in my address and so I just you know just did it yeah but now eventually everyone's gonna stop and then I'll I will stop um but but now yeah now I live in sort of Elmer's End uh, Annerley Penge kind of that kind of okay. that kind of area absolutely whereabouts whereabouts do you do you live uh, near Penge West near Penge West do you live uh oh do so you live do you live on Annerley Park Trenholm. Oh, this is the you... kind of thing I'd be doing if it said that on the... It's exactly what I'd be Wait, doing. Hang, hang on. Uh, key, key question. Do you, do you own or do you rent? Own. Do you? When did you buy? You must have bought... Oh, you absolute jammy bastard. Yeah, well done. I got priced out the area I bought a year ago and I'm in fucking Elmer's End. Oh, well. Anyway, why can't I fill a room? Uh, the, the, <laughs> the question always pops up. Whenever I'm doing... I'm, I'm, I'm doing gold. I, I, I'll entertain one person at a time. That's yeah. what I do. And entertain is a strong word for what that just was. Who did beat you in the BBC New Act semi-final? Did you get through? Uh, I think it was John Luke Roberts. Okay. Uh, I think there were two heats. It was on the Wibbly Wobbly Boat. No, 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 it was on the Tatchell Castle. Oh, yeah. And it was, there were two heats that night, and it was Joe Wilkinson and John Luke Roberts. So both amazing, amazing acts. Yeah. Um, although at the... <laughs> no aqua, though, are they? No aqua. <laughs> what? Are they, still, are they still an ongoing proposition? I hope so. I would have thought so. They were very yeah, good. Yeah, they've got those two songs and keep them going. You yeah. never hear enough of those two songs and probably a third one that they did that's not as famous. Well, we can look it up later. Yeah. But um, I, loved, I loved Dr. Jones. Yeah. Because the thing, you know, um, they were kind of like rednecks. Yes, except I was, the rednecks <coughs> was very much my go-to. You, Cotton Eye Joe and, and then, then Pop an Old Oak. Yeah. And Pig in a Poke, wasn't it? No, Pop, Pop an Old Oak came away. Uh, came it's basically Cotton Eye Joe, but, um, <laughs> but about an old man smoking a pipe up a tree. Oh, man! Not a man who had cotton for eyes. Um, but, uh, <laughs> know your audience, rednecks! Um, but they did Barbie Girl, and then they picked another huge franchise, the Indiana Jones movies, yeah. for, Doctor, for, for Dr. Jones. They just... Presumably, you know, they did another one about Spider-Man that no one really... <laughs> <laughs> no one really picked up on. Hard to reboot Spider-Man. 
So uh, you're on Dirty Brick Com Confessions. Have you seen? There's quite a lot of you on Dirty. Is there? Yeah, I'm surprised. Surprising amount. No, I look. I, I, well, I, I look at that quite yeah. a lot, but I look to see my like again, my friend uh, Josh Widdicombe. Yeah. Because. They're the least, like, it's always like, I want to kiss him and drink yeah. a cup of tea and stroke his hair. And then it's like, Frankie Boyle, I want him to hate fuck me. And it's like, you can really <laughs> tell the kind of comedian you are by what cut. So let's find out. Yeah, well, there's quite, uh, most of them are of the Josh Widdicombe variety. Okay, fair enough. Not that, literally, although there might be in a couple. Uh, uh, I want to strip every piece of clothing off of Matthew Crosby, except his glasses, and ride him until they fog up. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, right until they fog up. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, you know, I can get that bit in a way, but I think the yeah. taking your clothes off bit by bit, I think... Why, what, why not? Just, bit by bit. Well, Fold just, them up. Yeah, pop them that's, on the, that's, that's what I'm doing. Pop just, them on the armchair next to... Yeah. get there and you're just... I, I, I mean, it's easy. I wear poppers. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it'd be easy to get, get the okay. shirt off. But So they say every, every item. Every item. They don't specify... You will have nothing Identical Farrah slacks <laughs> His two white socks You'll have everything on Except you uh, you have everything off Apart from your glasses Which will remain no, I, on I, I don't, And then I... we'll fog up Have your glasses Have you ever worn your glasses During intercourse And have they ever fogged up During intercourse uh, No And yes <laughs> uh, <laughs> Okay I, I was not partaking In the intercourse They fogged up during um, <laughs> No, I, I, still, I yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I don't. It's because it's, uh, it's hard to. You, do you ever wear glasses? Well, I have reading glasses now, but I don't wear them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's you, you're never so aroused by the book you're reading that no. you leap on top of Katie. No, uh, but no, I. It's there. It's hard to. It's hard to kiss with glasses on. Yeah. I think it's hard to like you know, really kiss like I do it. Um, <laughs> It's, that's that's tricky. Uh, so yeah. So I. I, I so I, would I you be up for someone taking your clothes off and and having riding you? And to, I mean that could be just like it, on your it back. It could just be. It should, could just be horsey time, couldn't it? Yeah. No, I I'm up for it, but it would have to be my 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 beautiful wife. Okay. Surely your wife can make an exception for people who put things on dirty Britcom confessions. <laughs> or what I kind of marriage that is, is that? No, she definitely wouldn't. <laughs> she absolutely definitely wouldn't. Well, that would not she's be. Very, that is very, that's a very strict interpretation of the marriage vows. She's old-fashioned. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matthew Crosby is the hottest ex-teacher ever. Oh, uh, damning I, with faint praise <laughs> there, isn't it? I want to role-play with him being a teacher and me being a naughty student. Uh, uh, I thought we could do that now. OK, let's do it. Yeah, OK. <laughs> Uh, so, uh... Fuck off! Oh, God. Um, right, no, no shit. Uh, seriously, I... Uh, uh, seriously, I, I, I will... Uh, uh, Dean, Dean... Fucking dick. Dean, I will call your mother, all right? Uh, I'll, 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 get, I'll get her on the phone right now. I don't care. Fuck you. Okay, that seems fair. I'm probably going to leave. Um, I, was, I was a very ineffectual teacher, yeah. so there's nothing, nothing commanding about me at all as a teacher. I was 22 when I was a teacher. Wow. At one point, like, the, 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 the reason I quit to do uh, comedy, in fact, it was around the same time as doing the, the competitions. I thought, well, that's enough of an, of an in. You know, I'm getting to the semi-finals of competitions. I may as well get out now while the getting's good. Um, <laughs> But one of the, the worst was uh, a kid. What was his name? I shouldn't even say. But um, he 
uh, he came at me with an entire table. He was just so angry. He pushed the entire table across the classroom. And I, I, there was nowhere to go because I was at the end of the classroom. I sort of just stood in the corner. And he, like, rammed the corner of the table right into my uh, genitals. Wow. And I just went to another room. Uh, just went, OK, guys, I'm going to just go somewhere else to deal with what's happened here. <laughs> and I went to another room. And I took a photo of my face. And I would look at it any time. I was thinking, teaching's all right. <laughs> I just had it as the wallpaper on my, yeah. on my phone. No, I didn't. I, I, I took a photo of my face, and I was just looking at it, and I'd be like, right, that's the face of what you... Because like, sometimes, sometimes when I'm getting the train, I'll see, like, I'll see you know, a bunch of school kids, I'll be like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I do miss sort of imparting information to young minds. And then they'll inevitably say something rude to me, and I'll be like, yeah, that's the reason. It's, it's the problem. They're just... Young people are just terrible. Just awful. But they, just, they don't realise. We were all like that at school. Yeah. I imagine you were... You know. I think I was, yeah, I was a pretty massive dick. I mean, I was always trying to be, me and my friends were always trying to be funny all the time. So yeah. we gave, we gave a, any weak teacher like you, we would have given a very oh, hard time. I wouldn't have so much minded if they were trying to be funny. I mean, it yeah. was, in retrospect, the table gag yeah. was a lovely bit of business. <laughs> that was a lovely bit of Buster Keaton-style business. But yeah. no, uh, they, they weren't even funny. They were just, they just, they just, like, you know, they, it was like sharks with a sniff of blood. They yeah. could just tell I was weak. And they took, took How do they advantage. know that? How do, what what differentiate? Well, you obviously are not. I, l- I look like this yeah. for starters. <laughs> but it's weird, isn't it? Because like some teachers you would just absolutely behave for, and some teachers you really wouldn't. And I wonder what it, how a child, how a classroom of kids know which kid that is. I suppose they just test the water. It's the until exact same thing as doing comedy. Yeah. You know, if you come out and you and you go uh, like you, you stumble over something or you show a sign of weakness, you can play a self-deprecating character. But if you show that you're not quite in control of the situation in a tough gig, yeah. the audience will uh, will turn. Yeah. So uh, look forward to that later yeah, on. Yeah, well, I am. <laughs> I'm very. Mu- I know everything that's happening, and I am very much in control. So it's fine. <laughs> Emergency question, is it? Yep. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, if you... <laughs> Let me see if I've got a new one. Did I write a new one down today? Uh, no. Have this, totally one, this is one I copied. Oh, no, what, why? This is one my wife asked. Okay. When the news was very bad, we'd had the awful things happen in the news, and we yeah. had went out for dinner, and neither of us could talk to each other because we were so upset. And we then walked out of the restaurant and left, and then as we were walking along, my wife said, I've got a question for you. It's not what you're expecting. And I said, okay. Okay. Well, and firstly, she, what yeah. were you expecting? Well, I don't know. I thought it would be about the awful news. It was an awful news thing that happened okay. that day. Uh, and, uh, she was like, where are Aqua now? <laughs> <laughs> it's almost. She said, why do we have frozen peas? <laughs> because they last longer. <laughs> yeah, but her point being, that's what I thought. Yeah. But her point being, most vegetables now, we have fresh. And... The, there aren't many, you know, it's the, you'll just have them in... But peas, you can have fresh peas, but nobody really does has them very often. Everyone has frozen peas. Why is that the only... Is that's it, the main format of peas, is frozen. Is it because they're hard most, to shell or tinned? Well, I, this is what I said to her. Yeah, but hard sometimes tinned, but tinned is horrible, isn't it? But I, I think frozen peas are nicer than they actual nice, yeah. peas. Uh, that is a very... I mean, I, mean, I was going to say a very good question, but it's a... It's not, um, <laughs> but it is definitely a question that I can't answer. Well, I've nearly answered, every, I, I've you given know, you two answers that I think you're just batting away, because you know, they're corn, the, they are the correct answer. Sweet corn, you can freeze, but I think you'd have more often tinned rather than... That's kind of unusual. Tinned, Most yeah. vegetables are fresh these days. You feel like it's a harking back to something sure. from the past. 
So you'd have vegetables in tins in the old days. Now Although you, know, you, you have can beans. get the mixed veg. You, I still yeah, see. I mean, yeah, but I think that might be a that might just be might be you no, with your bloody Able and Cole accounts. <laughs> um, I think people still. I mean, they're, they're clearly still there. Yeah, they're still there. Those big bags of like uh, chopped carrots and sweet corn and, and, and peas and little yeah. green beans and stuff. But you're just not buying them. I don't think it's. Just, I don't think anyone buys them. I talk, Someone so. must do. They, no, they're no. still in. We see them in the supermarket. Doesn't mean a thing. Doesn't mean a th- Wait, hang on a sec. Someone just said I do very quietly. Who was that? Was it you, Andy? No, no. Behind him. You still buy them? Absolutely. Yeah, like a bloke like that obviously does, yeah. But... Oh, how dare you? He's wearing a tie. He looks like a very smart individual. He's, he's, he'll go home on his own. He'll be sitting in his pants in a little... He hasn't even got a kitchen table. You'll sit in his kitchen. There's not just a Doesn't chair there. There's not, there's not even a table in the kitchen. Is there? It's just you sit in a little, one little chair you've got in a skip. And you eat your, and you don't even you don't even cook the vegetables. You just eat the frozen. <laughs> it gets the bag of frozen vegetables and you just eat Do you some think like that. It'd be you that's driving the crowds away. <laughs> Perfectly lovely fellow in a tie volunteers that he still buys frozen veg to assist a question that was going fucking nowhere. We can all agree. That is. And you take him down to Chinatown. Yeah. Sorry, mate. Oh, well, yeah. first and last time here, I imagine. This is why Welcome they come to the herring treatment. This is why they come. Some women or men want to have you as a teacher telling them off. Blokes like him come here because they want to have their life pulled apart by me. <laughs> That's why Louise David through here every day, looking at him with his min- minstrels all down his face. <laughs> <laughs> having the, you're having the time of your life, aren't you, David? I've got frozen cauliflower. You've got frozen cauliflower. <laughs> Horrible, though, isn't it? It's a weird uh, snack to bring to a theatre, but. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever cools well, you down. You're all insulting my wife and her brilliant well, question. Well, no, I think, it's a, I think it's an interesting question, but I think yeah. we've given the answer. They last longer, they're hard to shell. Also, That's what I said they're, they're ice, ice packs, aren't they? Well, they are useful, yeah. That's useful to have in the, in, in the fridge yeah. if you, um, you know... Lose a finger. Well, I mean, yeah, if you want to go bleak. <laughs> um, just, you know, if you, you know, uh, yeah. burn your hand or something like that, yeah. Just an, it's interesting to be distracted by that question and think about it, I think. It is. In, in, it, I think it's a question to ask whenever something horrible happens in the news, i.e. every time, every, every, every day. 25 minutes. Yeah. Why okay. do we have frozen peas? Uh, this is a question from Buzz Nigeria. Which are you... T- wait, wait, wait. <laughs> is, that, is, is that a character from a knockoff version of Toy Story? <laughs> it's a very good website where... You can get some excellent emergency questions. Which are your two favourite careers and why? <laughs> I don't think they have to be your own careers. They oh, careers. I think it's Koreans. Yeah. I was like, wow. <laughs> well, someone well, had... one from the north, one from the south. Let's do it right. <laughs> someone, um, someone did put on one of the YouTube questions that they thought it's which are your two favourite careers. Like in north and south. Be... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, so that would be quite good. Careers. What, what your favourite, your favourite careers? careers? What are your favourite careers? Um, I. It's a question to ask someone the, according uh, to Buzz that, Nigeria. Is it that I've. It, I don't think I've. terms is that, that I've done. I, well, I can't define the terms of Buzz Nigeria. I think it's. True. I think it's any, any career that you would like, I imagine. It's a terrible question. I don't think it's, I don't think it's a terrible question. Okay. I think it's. Sorry, I think it's, I think it's way too broad. I think what's, <laughs> what's your favourite career would have been fine, but I think the fact. It's because you've got to pick two. You think, oh, maybe Five they should complement each other. But they no, why should they? I'm always very impressed whenever I meet anyone who either works for a charity, yeah. even though inevitably you go, that's amazing. They go, no, it's shit. The money's always misspent. Yeah. Uh, and, or someone who works in, uh, in a museum. 
I always think those would be the two. Are those careers though? Working in a, working in a, in a, in a museum, that's a, that's a career. Yeah, I mean, I met someone the other day. Uh, Victoria, are you here? Everyone I met, everyone <laughs> the I met ch- comes here. Um, <laughs> the chances are low. I mean, no, no chance. No, <laughs> well, get ready, to eat, get ready to eat humble frozen peas because Victoria, you are here, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> uh, can you sense people that? Is this like your sixth yes, sense? I'm getting, I'm getting frozen cauliflowers. Anyone? Has anyone got any frozen cauliflower on their person? Where do you Where do you work, Victoria? Who's reluctant to speak to us? At the British, oh, British Museum. Museum. Do you remember when Nish Kumar came round by the? Yeah, it was it last week. Yeah, that's good. It was funny. That was it was funnier than you know. It was should have got a big laugh, but it's hard, isn't it? In comedy, <laughs> looks easy and it's not. Fun. But anyway, it, it, look, the question we're asking is: Please stop being so mean, Richard. Sorry. Um, <laughs> the question we're asking is: It is a, it's a career, isn't it? Yeah. That's enough. <laughs> Lights back down, guys. Uh, well, Craig, I learned today, who's one of our cameramen, used to work as a charity mugger. Didn't Did you, Craig? You? <laughs> and you only had to get two people a day to get enough to make it work. Is that right? That's insane. Do you, do you give to any uh, charities? Have no. You... Oh, no, I do. I, do uh, <laughs> I don't give to charity muggers. You don't give to charity muggers? No. But do, you, do, you give, do you have a, a direct debit to any, any charities? Uh, yeah, the Kings of Wessex Trust. Okay. What do they do? They give money to disadvantaged children in Cheddar. To okay. let them, <laughs> Isn't that all children in Cheddar? <laughs> <laughs> to go to, uh, like, do stuff for education. Fantastic. Uh, I, uh, I do a little bit of work for Scope. I've only raised... <laughs> £300,000 for them. So. You should tell people about yeah. that. <laughs> what's this bushel and what's that light underneath it? Come on, Richard. Open up, mate. Um, so the... <laughs> no, the, the thing is, because I, I, I give to two charities yeah. and I am so delighted when I get the charity mugger from them and I'm so annoyed. <laughs> I actually sort of loiter trying to get caught with like, <laughs> You know, when, whenever it's the charity, I get already give to it, mate. Little high five. Yeah. So it's a great feeling. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which... Except they're not great. They're thinking, shit, that's my... It could have been my one of them. That could have been my one of... Yeah, because yeah, he would have been a perfect customer only yeah. six months ago. I, I did a terrible thing on, on the way over here where I thought someone was going for a high five. Uh, and it's all It's terrible. Uh, I, I, I was just walking past the uh, I was walking past the hairdressers, and a little kid ran out, probably up five years old, and put her hand up. And I was like, "All right," and put my hand towards her, and she like recoiled, like stranger danger. <laughs> and then I looked up, and obviously the hairdressers was in, in the hairdressers, which has notoriously glass fronted, uh, was her family just looking at me like I just tried to grab her. It was awful. And if the hairdressers like three doors down from where I live so right. I have to move now yeah. and as I've already said I've priced out the area I can't <laughs> so I now just live in the crawl space under my house <laughs> what was she doing putting her hand up I don't know maybe she was like waving to someone on the other side of the road or whatever but I, I mean, thought it would be isn't that the first thing you would assume oh, rather than know, that child know, was the high five the me. problem is in my she probably watches bad adults <laughs> <laughs> very very unlikely but uh, but yeah she might she might have a Netflix account okay. um, but I know I thought I don't know what I thought you know sometimes when you think oh the world I've, I just sort of I've been sat, sat in my flat all day I hadn't really I, I had like one thing I needed to do which meant me leaving the house I hadn't really talked to anyone I don't know if that's coming across um, but but I was like oh the world actually is a lovely place look at this little kid who wants to high five a stranger but no she didn't and she was upset and so were her family and boom yeah. 
when that happens to you, though, can you not just pretend you're a sort of a weird kid with some kind of beard growth <laughs> disorder? <laughs> just go, it's all right. No, it's all right. I'm five as well. <laughs> that is getting into even worse territory. <laughs> Than just carrying on walking to Elmer's End Station, I think. If I was you, I would shave and so that I could pretend to be five years old in that sort of situation. If I shaved, do you think I'd look five uh, yeah, years I old? Yeah, I do, because you're very small, that is what I'm saying. How wait, what's the difference in our height? About, about an inch and a half? <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's key. It's, <laughs> it's a pivotal inch and a half. Wait, you're, you're, You've you been in Waiting for God, oh, you know what this is about. If you, the, the, you know, you're the one arm. <laughs> shorter than the other. <laughs> it's not it's what it's about. about. Whatever will kick down whoever is below us, and literally you are. I mean, you're the one guest I've ever had on here who is smaller than me. Is that true? <laughs> is that the reason you booked yeah. me? Yeah. Well, it, there's no other reason. <laughs> um, no, you, honestly, you, I'm the smallest guest you've ever had on. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably even even out of the ladies. How big are your hands? Oh. I dwarf, dwarf my hands. I've still got the smallest hands. What is what competition is this? <laughs> well, that means you've got the hands over me that you can. Yeah, but no, but I don't live my life <laughs> seeing what I can get over on people in terms of size and body parts. <laughs> When the, girl put her, when the girl put her little hand out, I was going, oh, hooray, high five. Not, ah, call those hands. These are hands, you bitch, slap. <laughs> You're a strange man. You really are. Strange man. Uh, this is a question from Ali's Randomage. I'm going to ask you two questions. He's got 800 questions on his uh, okay. website. Let's do it. Uh, website. <laughs> These are two of the best ones. Have you ever flown a kite? Yes. <laughs> How did that go for you? It doesn't have a follow-up question on Ali's random pitch. Well, so, I, so I, I will follow it up. I've, I've, uh, yeah, I've, I've yeah. flown a kite. Yeah. I've, uh, I've made a kite. I've flown wow. a stunt kite. Wow. Uh, yeah, I've, I've had lots of fun uh, times with, with kites. Yeah. Uh, I, um, I recently was on a beach in uh, Kerala, and they sell little kites there, mm. and... Uh, I had to stand next to a man uh, flying a kite while his son had a photograph taken with my wife. So, because apparently people with red hair are very exotic. Yeah. Like, it was really exciting because uh, for, for once, one of us got to behave like a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere we went, uh, like, groups of kids would, like, take photos of my, my wife and then, like, whole families would want to stand with her and yeah. have photographs. So, uh, so, yeah. So, yes, I have flown a kite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. It's interesting how I got into the whole your wife having red hair and stuff. That's true, yeah. The, but I, I think that... there's some resentment in there about her being, in Kerala being... No, I loved it. It was really exciting. Because you'd think they'd think, oh, look at that very small man. Let's get a photo taken with him. <laughs> Not and in Kerala, no, unfortunately. No, All the no, men are pretty small. No. Yeah, it's a real shame. Where uh, can I go? <laughs> with it, like, like, top of like Norway, where they're all uh, big strapping... Lilliput. <laughs> This is uh, this is another earth. This is this. T- I'm sorry. Oh god, that really made me laugh. <laughs> this is another question from Ali's randomage. I've looked through it, so you don't have to. These are the only two of the 800 that are good. Okay. Yeah, have you flown a kite? It's a good question. It's a great man. question. Yeah. Have you flown a kite? Yeah. 
course you have. I, uh, I once, uh, when I was a few years ago, and I was, the girlfriend was with the time, that I was on a beach in Cornwall with their entire family, and they had like a little two-year-old child, <laughs> and they had this kite, and they were really into flying kites. It was Julia Suala's family. Let's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, her little nephew... Uh, was little tiny. He was going. Whoa, and he, I was. Play, I was doing the kite, and I gave it to him. Oh, no. And he just let it go, oh. <laughs> and so it flew all the way up over into the town, and we had to go and get it. And Julia Swallow was really angry with me, and I said, it's... "I said, you know, you want to hold it?" And she said, "Yeah, but he's two. He's not going to hold it." <laughs> so he made me look like a right idiot. Yeah, <laughs> we've got real beef with little kids, you and I, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. Those pricks won't let us have our fun. I thought you were going to say, I mean, I think we were all hoping yeah. that that was going to be like you attacked, and the kid grabbed it and then shot off over into the sea and disappeared and you but, never saw the kid again. No, he's and fine. that's the reason it all but broke But funny enough, I think I might have said this last time I asked the question, but I can't remember. I never listened back to these. Um, so, uh, but Julia, we once, she loved kites and we once went to the club, to Tooting Common, to a kite festival. This oh, yeah. One, and uh, she, there was like a, one of the really big kites and the guys flying it, a massive one, and she said, can I have a go? And she lifted off the ground and nearly flew away. So she did that. Did Julia Suala, one of the many ways. She nearly got killed in loads of different ways when I was going out with her. There's about three, three of not by not, not, Nothing to do with you. No. She nearly got. Let's just go to this kite. Because <laughs> that's own. a thing. <laughs> she was. T- oh, Julia, she there's was a kite flying off. Just because all of the people at this kite festival are actors you may have seen <laughs> from, you know, from TV flying. shows I've been in. She flew off the ground. How far off the ground? Like a few feet and something like that to grab her and pull her back down. Grab her ankle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might have made me misremembering. I think, yeah. Did she, did she, was she so excited that she jumped? And that's the story. <laughs> uh, Are you still in touch, you and her? Not, not, no. <laughs> have you seen the Ab Fab movie? No. It was good. I really liked it. it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I saw it yesterday. I was, I was concerned, but lots of people are saying it's, it's really, really funny. No, okay. It's super, super funny. Um, I mean, it's, it's like it's all over the place. It's like they're writing the plots by like laying down train tracks <laughs> as the train's going along. But that's yeah. sort of the excitement of it. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's really, really good. So that's my recommendation. <laughs> You're listening to Crosby's Recommendations, where I recommend a thing that's probably going to do fine without... <laughs> this isn't coming out until like August anyway. So. Oh, well, in which case, right in time for the Blu-ray. Um, <laughs> this is the other question yes. from Alan's Rand. Have you ever demolished a wall or a building? <laughs> <laughs> and I like that it's both, they are both the options yeah. are there. Like, have you ever demolished a wall? No, have you ever demolished a building? Oh, yeah, I have demolished a building. <laughs> now I think about it. I suppose I had walls, now I think about it. Uh, <laughs> I... Are you a demolishing country? When I was a kid, I threw rocks, me and my friends threw rocks at an old house in the woods and it, till bits of it fell down. I mean, it was already quite fallen down. But you didn't demolish it, did you? Well, like, the big bits, it's so exciting. Big which, bits which, bits, which bits fell down? Well, just like, like you throw of... a rock and then it was like an old stone house, so, you know, it's already fallen down, but then bits of the wall would fall down. When, when you're you, throwing rocks at it. When? I was 28 it, years old. Was, of course. <laughs> yeah. When? What? When? When? when it was when, in Shippen Woods. Yeah. In about 1983. Okay. You were three years old. You could have come and helped us. That's, that seems like something like very oldy worldy as, as a thing to do, even in 1983. <laughs> yeah. To throw rocks at a building. Throw rocks at a bit, but like throw rocks at an old, old stone house till it fell over. Yeah. You should be going out and watching the Human League. Surely you should be. <laughs> I lived in Somerset. Oh, sure enough, which was as good as it got. No, I've never, I've never, I, I've, I fell over a wall. Yeah. Um, uh, I had a very tough gig in Eastbourne, um, which went really, really badly. It was one of Jim Grant's gigs. They were always tough to play, and I had a really terrible time. 
and at the at the end of the gig, I was I went and stood outside the outside the venue, and I didn't realise it was very dark. I was chatting to Carl Donnelly, and there was a very low wall. Mm. I didn't realise, and I. I fell over the wall and then rolled back into the venue where I just died. <laughs> um, I, split, I, I, I torn my trousers open. I cut my knee open. Yeah. And so I just, I went, uh, yeah, thanks very much, everybody. Uh, you hated me. And I, and I think I ended it by going, oh, you know what? I fucking hate Eastbourne or something like, you know, like something mature like that to get the crowd on side for the nice round of applause. And I walked off. And then while Jim was still comparing, like 10 seconds later, I rolled back into the venue co- <laughs> covered in blood. For my encore. <laughs> They're not a good answer to the question, though. No, no. not, They're not technically. Not have you ever fallen over a wall? I mean, basically, what you've story. asked me is a series of questions that I've told you, uh, unrelated anecdotes, <laughs> in order to save myself. Have you ever flown a kite? No, but someone took a photo of my wife. Um, have, you ever, have you ever demolished a building? No, but I once did a gig for Jim Grant. Yeah. I feel the wife story was a bit of a humble brag as well, that you were saying to people... I know I don't look like it, but, but I I've married. got a wife. Yeah. <laughs> a woman agreed to marry me. There's at least two other people who want to have sex with me out there. That's so true. They could be good. the same person. They could be the same and person. It could be your wife. <laughs> <laughs> it could be the way your wife is, could is trying be, to communicate sexually. Wouldn't be, yeah. Do I can just go home tonight and try, try and be a strict teacher? <laughs> <laughs> Go home and wake her up and say, uh, very poor, see me. Yeah. <laughs> which, I mean, this is a horrible... I've been asking this question, it gets more horrible all the time. Okay. I don't know why I keep asking it. Which of the 2016 celebrity deaths has hit you the hardest? <laughs> been some good ones, haven't there? I mean, you know, bad ones. Oh, man, yeah, it's been... It's been... <sighs> What's amazing is, about 2016, is you're expecting it, and it still surprises you. It still is an absolute yeah. gut punch, isn't it? You think, I'm going to be ready for whoever it is next, and then it isn't. Yeah, you're not I ready. Know, like... Caroline Ahern was really sad. It, it was. was really, really upsetting. Uh, I just, you know, on, on Saturday night coming back from a gig, just watched tons of clips of Mrs. Merton, and it really there's nothing like it on telly. It's, it was so, it was so good. I mean, same with the Royal Family. Loads of people have tried to do it since, and it's never been done quite as well. It left a massive sort of footprint. Um, obviously, David Bowie. I don't know if I told you, but I worked in the MVC. <laughs> <laughs> That he ref- well, he didn't reference the NBC, but he referenced the Market Square, <laughs> moving through Market Square. He wasn't talking about, he wasn't talking about NBC closing down, but uh, <laughs> I think he, he probably knew. Yeah. Probably knew the music video club wasn't going to last for very long. I don't know, they're all, they're all horrible. They are. But there's like, so many, you kind of suddenly you remember one and, forget, and then you go, oh, God, that, he's died as well. Yeah. It's awful. I, well, there must be sort of... There must be sort of... Like old celebs going, I can't go out this year. I've got to just hang on because otherwise I just won't be remembered. Well, yeah, if you're a low, I, w- I remembered who it was when we were talking about this. Yeah, so there, was, there was um, Victoria Wood and who else? Who was the other one who died at the same time as Victoria Wood? Prince. Yes. And then the next guy who died was the bloke who played the uh, ballroom dancing guy on Heidi High. That's, right, that was, like, that's yeah. not good enough, is it? That's too, that was presumptuous of him to die. <laughs> we were waiting for... You know, Muhammad Ali would have been a great great one. Yeah, well, we, we, good news, if he, he did die, in. he did die, yeah. <laughs> he, he needed to come in. He needed to come he died, in next. so yeah, great one. It was a... But he needed to come in there. Or Paul McCartney or someone. It's arrogant of the... Yeah. It was arrogant of him to die, I think, at that stage. Yeah, it's, 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 it is hubris, isn't it? For any, <laughs> anyone else dying this year, I mean, get over yourself, mate. Yeah. 
Who do you think will die next? Okay. The, if you had to predict a celebrity death, Seth, uh, celebrity death pool. Um, I don't know. Is Donald Sindon still alive? <laughs> I don't think he is. I think uh, um, Windsor Davis is. Windsor Davis, then. Yeah. That's not great, is it? You might have got him there. You, you know, might have got that. I know people often say, can you take one bit out? I think <laughs> that might be the one bit. Because <laughs> poor old... Oh. But like, imagine, you know, well, by this is coming out at the end of August, imagine he's just died the week we do this. You'll be going... Yes. They'll be part of going, Will I? Yeah. Yes. I think you and I are very different people. Yes. <laughs> Winter Davis is dead. And have you seen the size of his <laughs> tiny hands? Um, yeah, no, I wouldn't. I don't wish death on anyone. I'm not asking you to wish you. I'm just asking so, you to well, predict it's it. Problem, it's that, it's that jinxy thing. It's the thing. opposite. It's the opposite of wishing it. It's saying, who do you think would, will be taken? That's not the opposite. <laughs> That is definitely not the opposite. I, I, I mean, nice spin, mate, but that is... It's who do you not want to die, though, isn't that it? That is not the question you asked me. <laughs> who do I not want to die? I don't know, my gorgeous wife who wants to take photos of? If she does die, we'll definitely take that bit out. Uh, so... <laughs> well, every cloud. <laughs> out, of, out of respect. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> but, respect. No, leave it in and dedicate the episode to her. Do a little sombre message where, like, oh, obviously we didn't realise. Poor old Matthew's wife, Charlotte. <sighs> she was ridden to death. <laughs> Just a little pair of frosted glasses on top of her. Her tiny red-haired coffin. Little red coffin. A lot of Karen and people at that funeral. Oh, my God. Why, Lord, why? You took her too young. No, I, hope, I really hope my wife does that. <laughs> or Windsor Davis. I love them equally. <laughs> if you had to choose, if it was a choice, if, if it was a choice. Windsor Davis and your wife. Sophie's choice, yes, as it's known. Windsor Davis is an old man who might already be dead. We don't know. <laughs> For a show fueled by Wikipedia, I'm surprised that wasn't one of your research questions. Could you, ask that? Can, you, can you have that as a new emergency question <laughs> next week? Whoever you've got. Who would you rather die, Wins Davis or Matthew Crossman's Yeah, wife? yeah, yeah. It's your new emergency. We can do that. It's your new emergency question. I mean, what? for somebody, it's a great question to ask someone else, because, you know, they probably will like Windsor Davis. They'll probably go Windsor, yeah. And the worst thing is, Charlie is a big fan of the podcast. She listens to it in the bath. Who's to say she won't go? Well, if that's the way the public... If that's the way, I don't know, fucking whoever your next guest is, that's the way Charlie Sheen feels, then I'll just lower myself under the surface of the water until the bubbles stop. It'll be ironic if she drops the iPod in the bath and it electrocutes her, that's how she dies. That would be ironic and impossible. (laughs) If it's connected to... She actually... She's one of the few people who listen to this on a toaster. So... Oh my god. <laughs> Excuse me, uh, audio people, while I just write. Because I'll forget her, though. <laughs> yeah, who would you. <laughs> who would you this ra- is your handwriting is appalling. Do you want me to write it in for you? <laughs> no, because I won't be able to read who that. Would you rather, who would you rather die? Or... Winter Davis or MC 
Wife. MC Wife sounds like the worst rapper of all time. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. That's, a, that's great. I'm sure she'll be delighted. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm probably just tired, but... It's... Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's funny. <laughs> you know, it's... Oh, thanks. Yeah. What's going on my head? You, know, you know, it's been a terrible couple of weeks, but... Oh, it's been an awful couple of yeah, weeks. Yeah, but that's... It's really, really you know, bad. it's nice that... to laugh again, isn't it? <laughs> I feel like we've made Britain great again. <laughs> I feel like we really have. Um, um, why can't everyone be babies? Because then I just walk around trying to high five all the time. <laughs> why can't everyone be babies? Would you would you prefer to would you prefer to well, be a baby? Well, I wouldn't. It'd be nice if everyone was a baby because you know they'd be just everyone. They're kind of nice and they get on with each other and they just sort of sit around and do anything. There wouldn't be any bad things happening. Yeah, but um, then like. Everyone would die. They would die quite quickly. I mean, that's quite a bad thing. I know you don't think so. <laughs> they would die quite quickly, but they're going to die anyway. So, you know. So you would prefer, like, <laughs> let's say five to ten days of everyone being a baby? I don't think they would last that long. Okay, well, I was... All right, let's say... Five... I've got a baby, I reckon, if you left on its own for, a, like, especially a little one. Okay. A oh, day. And is everyone the same age? Is everyone yeah. bang on the same age? Yeah. They... Okay, so say everyone is... Uh, your baby is 17 months, is yeah. that right? 17 months at time of recording. Uh, and my wife currently still alive. So just uh, just make sure we know where we are. They'll go, oh, that had to have been recorded in July of 2016. Because we know the terrible things that happened. Uh, so we all get older. But yeah, so, so everyone's 17 months. Yeah. So you, let's, say, let's say a day, two days. You'd prefer two days and then the entire planet is wiped out yeah. as opposed to what we've got now. But it'd be nice. Those two days would be fun, though, wouldn't they? But no, no one would. would you wouldn't. You, you're not, well, no one remembers their life after they're dead, do they? That's a good point. So you know, no, they not. would just experience it and then they would die. I think but it's not so much the death part of it. Of all the, I'm not like imagining you know, 20 million dead babies in London. That's good. I'm imagining is we're all just sitting around playing with each other, pooing and that pooing ourselves, and then just we're lying clean. in that poo. Yeah, we're good. You puking on that. yourself. Yeah, and then lying in that puke. So you'd sooner be like lying. That, is, that shows you how what a terrible state the country is in. Yeah. That Richard Herring would prefer to be lying on his back, covered in shit and like burped up. It wouldn't even be burped up breast milk. It would be just burped up bile. <laughs> Sooner than have Michael Gove possibly be our prime minister. <laughs> Seems fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Anyway, back to the emergency question. We need to get back to the real questions because the emergency questions took us down a very dark path. Very, it went very dark. Um, when you were in Whitstable doing the comedy gigs yes. that you did there, did you ever see Peter Cushing on his bicycle? Uh, no. There was a place called Cushing's Way, right. uh, but I don't think he was around when I was running those I think gigs. He, still, uh, we, he was still alive. But... Oh, no, no, but I just mean like yeah. we, we, the, the gigs were, were late at night and it was too yeah. dark for him to cycle. <laughs> yes, it was. That's what I mean, yeah. No, I, uh, I, I, I never saw Cushy. Did you ever see Ben Moore in Whitstable? The, uh... Yes, he came and saw, uh, he came and saw uh, a few gigs there, yeah. uh, and I remember him... Uh, sitting there in the front row and looking increasingly more and more sad and then leaving without saying thanks. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, there was, one, there was one gig when it all... You know, those gigs were like... I used to run a gig in, in Whitstable, in, in an art centre in, in Whitstable, uh, in, in Kent. Uh, and, Richard, you did a bunch of them. But they did, they yeah. could go either way, those gigs, couldn't they? they yeah, could, a little bit. They were not a lot. <laughs> I mean, but no, for, for, for you, you always had, to, had a nice time, but they would often be, like, sort of chippy audience members and... Uh, it was it was quite near like it's quite near Farage country, quite near yeah. Thanet. So occasionally comics would do stuff like I you know like I'd be 
be a, a comic would drop out and I'd have to book a local guy. And I remember Ben watching a local guy doing a kind of, you know, a very... Uh, it would probably go over great guns now, but it was, uh, it was ahead of his time, yeah. um, this guy, in, in being outwardly racist. And I just remember Ben just looking incredibly sad all the way through. Oh. Yeah. Ben was in Bad Odds. Was he? He played me. Did he? Yeah. He played all the version... way through. Yeah, all the way through. Yeah. He played a, he played a version of, uh, of me when Tom put on a play about, uh, about the, the goings on in the house, and he, he played me. Um, and he is so thin, he could fit into my clothes, right. even though he's like, what, well, he must be six. He's very tall. It's interesting you cast an actor who's so tall to play, <laughs> to play a version of you. That was the kind of jokes we were dealing with <laughs> back in 2013. Uh, yeah, he's, yeah, what a lovely guy. He's a nice guy. Do you know Ben Moore? I mean, that was clear no, from the him up. that was clear from the complete silence while we chatted about it. He's my mate. It's one of my mates. Has he ever done this? He's from Whitstable. He did the Edinburgh one. So look, you maybe listen to that rather than sitting there complaining. Hey, listen. <laughs> he, he didn't complain. He literally just answered the question in a very straight fashion. <laughs> it was a very. Do you know who he is? No, don't turn on him. All right. It was no. Oh, I don't. And why have you wasted two minutes of my time? To... <laughs> <laughs> that's what. That's what the. Sub... Ooh. Oh, all right. You know what, Richard? You were right, mate. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> anyway, that's post Brexit Britain. There, that's that is. That is what happens. That's why that never used to happen, did it? In the old days, the bloody youth of today, it isn't is. it? It's either a, a young person or a pensioner. Hate them both. People were just um, very polite. Now, we used to do a website, I couldn't find this anymore, and I can't quite remember what it was, but it made me laugh. Your website, you had a blog. I had a blog, yeah, yeah. That made me laugh, like, consistently very much, but there was a thing about racist tattoos, wasn't there? Was that what it was? That's there? right, yeah, yeah. I, I, what was it, man? Because it made me laugh so much, I, I want to find I, it. I did a review of various racist tattoos. <laughs> um, I, I googled... I can't remember what I was... Go- I, was I went on Google Images, and basically, I think, must have just typed in, like, racist tattoos. Because yes. I was thinking of getting, uh, you know... <laughs> Thinking of spicing up my look. Yeah. No, I, I just thought I'd, I'd find some tattoos. Um, but uh, they, they were, some of them were just like bad. I, like, I think a guy had written fuck you on his forehead. Yeah. I, just, I, like, I don't feel that strongly about anything, you know? <laughs> but like, I love the, the... But I think one of them... the one that, Oh, was it... He'd, no, he'd shaved off his eyebrows. Yeah. And uh, he'd written fuck you in what I described as elegant cursive. <laughs> um, that was what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, also a guy had the, like, the Nazi eagle on his on his oh, that's throat, right, yeah, yeah. Which is like on his, like, uh, starting with his Adam's apple as the sort of swastika and then going out all the way up the neck. And that yeah. is a real, like, that guy really means it. <laughs> He's like Richie Manick carving four real into his arm. He's yeah. really going for it. It is a statement. It's, a, it's, an, it's very much a statement. It what? is, I will never, ever get a job at Nando's. <laughs> there is no way I'm going to get a job unless I wear a polo neck. Yeah, why, what happened to your blog and why isn't it there? It's still there, but I, only uh, I can see it. <laughs> I don't know, I got, I, I sort of, and again, it was just because I got this sort of strange relationship with the internet. I remember, like, I would, I, in fact, this is, this is, like, it was kind of partly due to you, um, in that I would, sometimes I would see you and we would chat as friends, but I'd know the stuff you were telling me, yeah. because you'd written it already on warming up. Yeah. So you'd tell me about your holiday, and I was genuinely interested in a friend, but I knew all of the stories, because you'd written like thousands of words about it, which I'd read. Yeah. So I thought, uh, A, that's happening, where I would you know, like, chat to people, and they're like, yeah, we know about this already. So I had no, I had no bants. Uh, you know, I thrive on bants. And the other thing was, uh, occasionally my mum would say, oh, um, like Rosemary Nelligan from The Church read your blog. And I was like, oh, I don't want her seeing yeah. my reviews of racist tattoos. It just sort of, it's, so I think I just, 
Like, that's what I like about Twitter. I think a lot of people have this idea that Twitter is like, shit, you know, oh, I had this for lunch today, but it's just basically it's a way of just putting jokes out and it doesn't really reveal anything about yourself. Yeah. I've sort of been quite careful to not put too much of myself on the, on the internet. But I, I, I've been quite careful. I, about I, that, yeah, so. I know. But I sort of, I think you've got to do it, like, like you've either got to do it the herring way uh, and really go for it or kind of just not. You know, occasionally you'll go like, oh, this person doesn't even have a, like, a Twitter account or a Facebook page or anything. And, you know, yeah. how will they ever write for Improvisation, my dear Mark Watson? <laughs> unless they know the new technology. But no, I, I, I sort of, that's, that's part of the reason. Um, but you can, I can, I'll, I'll give you the login if you want to go back and read it. I would love it to sure, make me laugh. Of so I'm gonna, I'd give it to everyone else and put it on the internet. No. Also, it's like, some, of it, some of it was like a genuine diary from, from like my, like I, 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 never, I never properly went for it and was like, this is what I'm feeling at the moment. But like when I broke up with my girlfriend in uh, 2005, I was just like, I'm so, I feel so miserable. So I just put up, I just went on Google Images and typed in Don Rickles. Have you seen Don Rickles? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and just got as many pictures of Don Rickles and just made that my blog post for the day. Right. It's like, that's... Like had I you broken up with Don Rickles? I had broken up. <laughs> yeah. I had broken up with the insult comedian Don Rickles, yeah. Little racist for my liking. Uh, but not willing to commit to it. Um, no, like it was just so I, I, like, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't really pick a side of am I actually explaining to the world how I'm feeling. Yeah. I still feel that with stand-up a little bit. Like sometimes, like my favourite stand-ups are people who are just utterly confessional on stage and really mind their life. And sometimes I would, you know, I would write shows and I'd be like, well, I'm not going to say that because... Not, I don't care about making myself look bad at all. I don't really, that doesn't bother me. But I would, I would think, oh, what if this hurts other people in my life? Mm-hmm. Which is weird from someone who's just talking about their wife dying for uh, <laughs> 25 minutes. Well, but you, you know, talk about my baby dying as well, so that we, we're even. That's true, that's yeah. true. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's so fair enough. <laughs> nil, nil. <laughs> Let's call it that. But yeah, I, um, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a strange thing, isn't it? That's, that's what I like about doing sketch comedy, is that you don't really have to, no one knows who you are. No, but well, you can yeah. kind of, you can kind of, you can kind of Trojan horse in yeah, information yeah. about, you know. But you know, it's like we're talking about with niche. Not everything has to be. Not comedy doesn't have to be one type of thing. So you know, it would be, be quite funny if in Papi's you suddenly did a ten-minute monologue about about. <laughs> about something terrible happening in your life. But I, think, I think that's kind of like well, weirdly, that's sort of what we when we do our podcasts. Yeah. they're not really. You know, they're us being ourselves, chatting as ourselves, and. Uh, and sometimes it, yeah, it does get into it. But also, you know, that, that's it's, no one else in your life wants to be mined for material. Do you know, like no, like that, this sounds like I'm saying it directly to you, which is probably <laughs> true. Um, but like no one else in my life. So sometimes I, I like I, it happened with my blog. Sometimes I'd make a joke about my brother, and he misinterpreted it, and then I yeah. had to go and you know sit down with my brother and go, look, I didn't mean it. And I think, what you know, what am I actually? What's the what's the what do I want more? Do I want to be able to, uh, you know, like have consistently good gigs, um, and, and like people go, oh, he really pours his heart out, or do I want to be able to have a re- working relationships with the people around me? Like, yeah. Which is a weird choice, you know, that lots of comedians have to make. And I think the older I got, the more I thought I'd sooner just, you know, I'd sooner just have those relationships. Yeah, I think it's interesting, and I think like it's the danger is. The, you know, there's a line, and it's a different place for each person. Yeah. And the danger is that sometimes you will, you know, over over open up in the wrong in the wrong place. I think. Totally. I think I'm, I think I'm quite good at not doing that, but there are definitely times when I've done. I've never written about breakups. I've never. I always try to not write about other people. Yeah. But you know, but well, sometimes... if I break up with somebody, like if I have talked about it on stage, but yeah. I would never name the person, or I would never yeah. say, or, or or say anything 
rude or, or, or mean about them. Uh, I, I hope, anyway, because you know, fuck me. <laughs> no, that's not. It's not really. It's not really on. Yeah. What, 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 have, what have you done though? If you had to have, I think no. I think the only times that I think like I've used in social media when was the last time I was doing Edinburgh yeah. and it wasn't going very well. I think I talked about it too much on Twitter. That's all. I think I just kind of, you yes. know, went on about well, that's, that's how a, badly it was going too much on that's Twitter. That's a separate thing as well. I was chatting to Lou Sanders about this the other day, and it's the thing, like, it's the, the thing of being honest about how your career is going is often detrimental because if you go like, well, I'm not doing that well this year, yeah. then people go, oh, I've heard about him. He's not doing that well this year. And no one goes, no one wants to go and see a show that's not doing that well. Mm-hmm. So I think you can have a knock-on, a personal knock-on effect of doing that, which means that I often walk around looking like relentlessly jolly <laughs> in order to be like, hey, everything's going great. Even yeah. though, you know, sometimes you, uh, you know, sometimes it isn't. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, maybe that's my, maybe that's my hang-up. Which clearly is. Yeah. Um, the, I, I just, I just, I just remembered actually. I think another trigger was uh, when I did Mark Watson's twenty-four hour show, and uh, not interested in that one. I only no? like the, the <laughs> improvisation my dear Watson. Yeah, okay, in which case I won't take. <laughs> no, I just, I, I he, he had a thing where like he, uh, someone in the he was chatting to someone in the audience. They said, "I've not seen the movie Antichrist by Lars von Trier. <laughs> yeah. It's currently on at the cinema." And I was like, "I want to see that movie." And he was like, "Well, come up on stage, and you can you two can go on a date tomorrow, and we'll have a little event." Yeah. And I was like, oh, "I'm just going to call my my girlfriend, my now wife." And I called her up and uh, said, "Hey, is it all right?" And I like stupid. Like, I was pissed, and I woke her up at two in the morning. And went, "Is it all right?" And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, fine. I love you, bye." And then we hung up. And then the next day, I put on Facebook like. I'm just off on a date with my new girlfriend. <laughs> and then she started getting phone calls. Like, just because you're an idiot and Edinburgh's such a bubble, yeah, she started yeah. getting calls. And then she called me up and said, oh, you, why, have, why have you done this? You've humiliated me. And I, and I was like, I didn't yeah. mean to. Uh, uh, you know, luckily I've got over that now. I'll only discuss your death. Um, <laughs> but, like, no, I didn't, like, and I just think, ah, you know, it's just you... I value I value my relationships more than I value my career, yeah. which is weird because if my career doesn't go better, my wife's going to leave me. So I don't know what uh, <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. But it's it's just yeah, it's just one of those things. Yeah. Um, well, let's quickly talk. We probably should shut up soon. But um, oh, yeah. uh, now we've got a bit of time. Um, oh great. Let's uh, well because you mentioned uh, Pappies and as a as a live show, it's just unbelievably. Um, you know, they've been all the shows I've seen of it have been amazing. Oh, thank and you. I don't, but I don't think you've ever quite captured it on the. You've had various goes of doing yeah, it on TV. That's very that's that's fair to say. Yeah. I think it's that thing of it's very hard. I mean, I think it's it's. I was going to dodge the bullet again. That's true of all live performance, but but I don't think that is true because there's no. people who've got a live act that have gone. Oh, this is this is a great distillation of what it is. Um, I think. Uh, one of the things we've always done is we're, we, we love performing in front of a live audience. I mean, you can feel the energy in the room. It's electric. Um, it's, um, this is what I thrive on, right? This is, this is, my, this is my bread and butter, yeah. Richard. Um, uh, but no, I like, we've always done well in front of, uh, of, of live cr- crowds, so everything we've done on telly has been with a live audience. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's become very unfashionable. I think, you know, that's that old canned laughter, laugh yeah, yeah. track. It just, I think if you watch a thing, we, we, we did a show... Uh, yeah, but like I said, bad alts on BBC Three, and I knew like I mean we got two series, and we're, I'm super super proud of them, especially the second series, which unfortunately we isn't out there. They didn't do a DVD of it, so people can't really see it unless you sort of I, I imagine some of it's been put on YouTube. Yeah, uh, comments disabled. Fingers crossed. <laughs> um, because I've, I've, I'm phenomenally proud of those of those uh, six episodes, especially. Uh, but we would we'd be on BBC Three, 
And everything on BBC Three was geared towards the 16 to 24. Like, they wouldn't even yeah. allow us to play. I was 33 at the time. They're like, you've got to be 29. Like, anyone's going to watch a show and go, what, this guy's 33, <laughs> but I'm 29. I can't relate. It just is, it's crazy. Yeah. But they would, like, you've got to be 29, pretend to be 29 on the show. Um, in fact, it might have even been, like, even younger than that. But still, they, they made us do this. And every time I'd watch, I'd watch the show... Uh, the, the trailer before it would always be like coming soon on BBC and like all this sort of you know crazy graphics and like a, a dubstep song and then our theme tune was <laughs> written by Philip Pope because like he writes TV theme tunes so we were like Philip Pope was going to write it yeah. and it was like I was fooling around <laughs> when we were young and you could just I could it just was such a weird fit for that channel. Yeah. I think on BBC Two it probably would have stood a better chance, um, uh, but it was just it, it was uh, it was just a really weird fit. And I think for young people who who like have never watched, like I grew up watching like uh, The British Empire and uh, Red Dwarf, and I loved those I loved those shows. And I mean, even like you know, in Fist of Fun, you had a live audience there. Yeah. Like you made a, made a feature of that, and I wanted that to be wanted it to be like an old fashioned, yeah, you know, an old fashioned silly sitcom, but. The kids who were watching it didn't know all we were was a cattle grid between them and Family Guy, you know. <laughs> and so that that was uh, yeah. But we did two series, and I, I you know I really I was it was such an amazing thing to do. Sure, sure. But uh, sure, sure. But um, I'm not. But yeah. I'm not even. You know, I'm not saying it wasn't good. I'm just saying I don't think it's, you ever. It's not a know, distillation of what we did. Yeah, I mean, but it's I, quite different than what you do in the live stuff as well, though. I think that's true. But we did like the first pilot we did was was basically just the live show taped yeah. and that didn't work so then they said oh, then Channel 4 said would you like to do a game show we did a game show and then that again just didn't really felt a bit like a, a sort of you know sort of didn't really yeah. come across it was, I guess it was kind of like they wanted us to do like a version of Celebrity Juice I think that's what they wanted yeah. uh, we couldn't really do that and well I then, think the you know like TV is is not producing great ideas you know the, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, it's, it's going away exactly from what you're talking about to be about game shows and to be you know very lowest common denominator I suppose in a way or at least not embracing newer more exciting stuff so you'll, you'll get into it by doing a panel show or, yes, exactly. or a game show but you won't you know they won't give you a chance to do a sketch show I suppose yeah. but you know, I think it's interesting because also We Are Clang who are a fantastic live, Amazing, yeah. live uh, sketch troupe three people a bit ruder than your than your stuff, but that didn't that didn't work as a as a no that TV didn't show. really. Uh, and again, they tried to do a, a, a similar thing, yeah. like a sort of hybrid sketch sketch show sitcom with a live audience. And I re- again, I really liked it. We had the fact for the first series, we had Ben Kellett, the same yeah. director, um, and I think they were kind of they sort of said, hey. This is how Clang did it. Could you do it a little bit differently? We went, well, we'll just do it more traditional. And actually, we probably should have been even, like, we probably should have been even wackier with. I, the thing is, though, whenever I see things that are very meta on telly, it sort of annoys me. I prefer something that's just straight down the middle funny. But then, you know, harder to make, harder to write, harder to perform. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, but the, yeah. The podcasts are kind of hitting, hitting it right, though. But I mean, is that because it's sort of self produced? Well, you'll do well, what the, you want to do. The, the, I mean, the, the good thing about the, the podcast is there's literally no restrictions and we can change it every... We, just, you know, we, we can record for as long as we like. And also, like, it's much smaller. We were performing in, in you know, like a 300-seat studio. Also, look, we had to learn how to act in front of a camera, which we'd never done before. It's part of the reason why we never filmed any of our live shows because I think people have got very good, very good memories of them yeah. that came to see them. But I think if you saw it, you'd be like... Why has he got, you know, a paper hat on his head? <laughs> you suspend a lot of disbelief that way. And we also, like, the first, the first series of Bad Olds, my God, we, someone, should have, someone should have said to us, hey, it's fine, you're mic'd, everyone can hear you. 
You don't need to be screaming your head off. It's like it's so frantic and like and it, you know and also because we were excited to be in front of a live crowd. Yeah, yeah. And when we come out during a lo- like a Pappy's live show, the first three sometimes thirty minutes is us just going. Hey! And that works because the crowd goes hey, back at you and you can feed off their energy. Yeah. But if you're just sitting at home watching it, you go, what the hell are these cunts up to? <laughs> it's like, and I think that was, you know, we, we, we never, we, well, I think the second series we'd learned more how to perform in front of a camera and how to write a, uh, write a good show. But by that point, BBC Three was going. It was, yeah. it was, it was, it was dead. So, but, uh, I mean, you know, you know, some things aren't meant, you know, some things work in one context and aren't meant to be another thing anyway. You know, it's not, I mean, th- those live shows are amazing anyway, regardless. Yes, that's a, true. It's a shame that we, you know, we're not going to see them because we haven't recorded them. But no, I think I there's, there them, might so. be a recording of one of them right. somewhere. Uh, we did a gig in Cornwall and a guy filmed it. <laughs> right. But I've lost his email <laughs> right. and uh, I don't know. But that's, On his phone or, a, or, pro- or properly? I, like I, 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 I think it, yeah, it was just, you know, just he just got a camera yeah. phone out and yeah. just filmed like 30 seconds of it. That's right. all that we could. No, he, right. he, it was like a proper shoot. Yeah. Like, you know, just like this. Real proper, yeah. you know, you know, whatever, three camera shoot. And, uh, but we just never got, in, got back in touch with him. <laughs> I don't know. It, again, it sort of, it all, it all fits with this idea of not ever wanting to ruin people's memories of it, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, I just think people have. It's it, like I really liked. Did you ever do? Do you have you have you ever done any of the sort of stand-up uh, TV shows? You've ever done like? Uh, I did Russell Howard's one. I'm right, I've done. I've done a couple. Yeah, Edinburgh and Beyond and stuff. Russell like Howard's one's a pretty good one. Yeah, except I think the, the audience are always so young. Yeah, uh, that's it's, it's quite it's quite weird. I pretended someone... to be twenty nine. Of course, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they go, why is that? What's happened? He's got some terrible wasting disease. Yeah, <laughs> but I really like the one they did. I thought was really good. Was one called Dave's One Night Stand. If you, did you oh yeah, do I did that? do that one. Yeah, and yeah. I thought that was like the best distillation of what stand up is. Yeah. Because there was one that was it was like uh, it was Johnny Vegas. I think it was Seymour Mace and Justin Morehouse and Johnny Vegas. Yeah really like three amazingly funny guys and they did that sort of big swooping crane shot of the crowd uh, as Justin Morehouse was coming on and you could see people going to the bar <laughs> and I thought fucking that's amazing that they, they put that in because that's what stand up is yeah. like it is, it is things failing and, and people going oh I've seen this guy you know like, <laughs> like or, or, or wandering off and I think that's the thing that telly it softens the edges of things to a certain extent so that it doesn't feel like it's fun or live or exciting. Yeah. That's what's good about, about podcasts, you know, like, just, you know, who gives a fuck? Just yeah. leave it all in. Yeah. Right, guys? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we all forget what we're doing up here. Uh, so it's, um, yeah, uh, are you going to... Um, what's I going to say? Am I? I don't know. <laughs> Am I going to fly a kite? Am I going to fly a kite? I am, actually, yeah. Do you want to go to Blackheath Common after this and fly a kite? Yeah, have you ever flown a kite at night? Night kites? Yeah. No. (laughs) We could be onto something. Would you have to put... Could you ring your wife? I'll ring my wife and I'll wake her up. I won't ring her from the stage. I've been burned by that before. But, yeah, I'm up for flying a night kite if if you want to. Do you want to go in one of the big ones, the Julia Sawala lifting ones? Yeah, that's what we'll do. Where will sell us a kite at this time of night? Because it's now... We're in in Leicester Square and it's two minutes past ten. Amazon Prime? You can do that Amazon Amazon Prime Prime. now. There's that Amazon Prime now thing that we could actually get a... I mean, we're getting into Chris Ramsey territory here. Can we get a kite delivered to a theatre? It's, it's not quite pizza on a train, is it? Um, it's not. Uh, yeah. 
can't remember. I was going to ask you about the future of uh, uh, Pappies. And you, the thing is, you, you all like each other, right? You get on very well with each other. Yeah, which we, I do, we do. We do find get on. fascinating as a, in a in a group of well, that's, that's, working together. That's interesting. I was, I was going to ask you about this because, like, we do we do genuinely get on. We yeah. don't. Uh, and in fact, we, one of the things like was we were living. You know, when we were making Bad Ops, we were living up in Glasgow. We were living together. We were writing together every single day. We were uh, filming together every day. But we never really like didn't really have any any uh, any big fallings out. We yeah. just. Because, you know, you're living the absolute dream. You're getting to make a, make a sitcom. Whatever the rest of the world thinks, <laughs> uh, you're getting to, to, to live that. But we, we don't. I mean, we, have, we have to-dos occasionally. Yeah. But I was going to ask, like, you've been in a couple of uh, different double acts. I have. Uh, when, for both of them, did you know it was over? <laughs> um, well, I mean, not over, but, you know, when do you think, ah, oh, we've probably gone as far as we can go? I think, you know, we, with Lee and Herring, it wasn't really our choice. I mean, I think it's good for us to... To stop. What, what, what do you mean? It wasn't your choice. Like, well, because we we, 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 we were working, and then then the TV said no more, and then we had to go and make a living. And, and that's sort of what we're we're sort of at that stage now. Yeah. In the yet yeah, we we had you know those two successful uh, years, yeah. and now we are like we're podcasting. But obviously, as you, well you know, no one became a millionaire from that. And I'm doing I'm, I'm program associating my little nutsack <laughs> off every single day I can. Uh, and uh, Clarky's doing adverts, and Tom's doing lots of directing and stuff. But yeah. we, you know, in terms of doing stuff together <clears throat> excuse me um, uh, we don't make a lot of our money through through no. pappies but that's that's kind of the challenge that we're in at the moment is I trying to been, still create and I, trying to still work together that I, way I think A you've got outlets which we didn't you know we, we could have carried on doing live work I suppose me and Stu yeah but you know you're dividing it it's still different you're dividing it between all these yeah, different people we don't people, make a lot so, out of live, uh, yeah. but I think you know we got to a point where we probably both wanted to go our own separate ways anyway I think we might have done another series but I don't think we'd have done much more so, you know, we knew it was, you know, we knew we were, you know, we would wanted to do different things. Yeah. And I think, you know, we, this gave us the option to go, okay, let's go and do different things. Even though he, he script edited on the Al Murray thing that I then did for the next two years. So we were still working together for another sure. couple of years, even, even though we weren't working together uh, in the double act. Uh, uh, are yeah. you happier now? To, to, were you happier then or, or now? No, I'm definitely happier now. I wasn't, I wasn't very happy doing Lee and Herring. Right. It was very, it was hard work, and it was uh, you know we we didn't get on all the time. So do you, do you look back on the work with like fondness now? Do you see the work separate from the difficulty of the yeah yeah? I mean it wasn't it was you know it was it was I just look we worked so hard that I couldn't enjoy it. So I look back and go oh if we had that time again. I would I sit back and enjoy what we were doing. That's, a bit that's, more. That's, that, that's, that's, that's life, isn't it? That's yeah, the way life works yeah. out, that you don't ever... You look back and go, yeah, hell, that was a good but, time. But, you know, we had an amazing opportunity, and I think at the time it just felt, oh, this is the thing that happens, this is the thing that happens. Yes. I, think, I think if it had been another five years down the line, I'd have gone, oh, fuck, this is pretty amazing, you know, let's make the most of it. I'm, not the, I'm very proud of what we did, and I think it's good stuff, And but, uh, you know, I'm also glad we're not doing it anymore. Yeah. Uh, it's, so, I mean, it's, it's, you, you're right, it was, it was an amazing opportunity, but I think now it's... It, like, if you're a new comic now... Like every like, if you go and do gigs in London, there'll often be like fifteen acts on the bill. Yeah, they're all new, and lots of them are very good. Yeah, uh, it's not like they're all just you know lunatics. It's there's, there's people who are really, really, really talented. Yeah. So how do you make yourself stand out? It's very, it's horrible. So, yeah. and, and you know, and then if you get something on TV, you know, you've got, you've got, as you say, you've got two series on TV. Yeah, but it's, you've still got to 
you've still got to stand out from that. So, yeah. you know, you've got to stage that most people will never get to. Yes. And, and then, you know, and you've done your stuff and you're happy with it, which is the same, similar to me and Stuart, really. At the time, we were, we were doing stuff and no one was... A, it was Because there were less channels, it was a bit more of a thing, but it wasn't yeah. a massive thing. But I think the thing I've realised, the things that I was aiming for at 25 weren't worth having. Yeah. And so, and actually the things that I've got are much more... Well, I would never have sort of thought, oh, that's what I want to do, but it's much more, you know you've got much more to be happy with what you're doing. Yeah. So that's why I think, like, doing great live shows, if, the, if you can translate them to CV, great. And if people, loads of people love it and they want to see you come do well, great. But if you're also, you know, I think that's what you're saying. You're creating... What I love about comedy uh, is that you're creating a memory, and it's not always a good memory. Yeah. But, but, you know, you're creating a memory of that night. And then for the live audience, especially, I think it's like, you know, you've got that, especially with these marathon I mean, p- podcasts. Yeah. Doing, I mean, going, we're creating some memories right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're creating dreams for the people who are currently sleeping. Um, no, I think, I think when people look back on this night, yeah. they will... I think when people look back on this night, they'll think, uh, it was a lot of, lot of early promise. But it just didn't quite translate to a, to a successful second half. No, no, you're, you're absolutely right. I, um, I, but I think I, like... I, the thing is, I, I I have a brilliant like I have a brilliant life. Yeah. So I, it's you can't feel you can't feel sorry for yourself for a second when things no, go wrong career wise. If you are enjoying working with the boys, which yes. is, and, and you are still getting on with them, you know, I think that's the, I we think do in the, in the, I think in the most things, part. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think there's times where I've gone, oh, you know, I, you know, we should I should have not done that thing or not done that thing, you know, looking back. But yeah. you, you've got to, you learn through doing it. But if you're still having a nice time, yeah. then don't, you know, just carry on doing whatever you're doing. And then that stuff might come out of it or it might not. But you're creating, you know, I think some people are always just looking for, oh, well, how, where will this lead? No, no, so, no. So, like, a lot of people with this podcast going, oh, so do you want to do it on their telly? Or what's, what's, the, what's the game plan? The game plan is let's do this and see what happens yeah. in, in the night. But um, it's not... You know, it's palpably not looking for it. No, no, no. There's, you no, never way. Do, there's no way this could be on but that's TV. What, that's what I, yeah. love, I love about it. But also, you wouldn't... Like, the relationship that you have with your podcast listeners is so much more intense than someone who's like, oh, yeah, I think I saw your Mot the Week. That's, like, that's so ephemeral, isn't yeah. it? And people... Like, if, if you absolutely smash it, uh, you know, or you become someone like, like Frankie or, you know... Uh, or, or Russell, who just leapt out of that show and, you know, got these incredible diehard fans, then maybe, yeah... But most people, you're just like another guy or yeah. another girl. Probably it, more like another guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it can just lead to you do, into a sort of dead end, dead end in different ways. So, you know, it's, all those things are interesting, but I think the most... If you're having a nice time and you, there's, and you are making some money yeah. doing, being on the last leg or whatever you're doing, yeah. then, it's, then it, you know, you're much luckier than most comedians. Most comedians don't get to be on... Rich Hanks Leicester Square Theatre podcast. That's true. And admittedly, you were a very, a very late, late booking. Dish. A very late booking. <laughs> After you'd already asked, are the rest of Pappies around? And I said, no. You said, well, are you around? I said, yes. It's like, oh, okay, there we go. It's awful. It's, I got an email today asking for um, if, uh, if they, they could book showstoppers. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I then got another very quick email going, I meant Pappies. But it, was all, it was all like, we want, a, we want a really fun musical improv troupe. And uh, I had to then go, I'm sorry, we're not, we're not around. But yeah. Have you asked showstoppers? Because, uh, but yeah, no, it's, I, I'm, I'm, I, I've, I've got a really, I've got a really nice, I, like I'm very happy with the position I am. Yeah. I, don't get, I don't get any bother from, you know, people on, on the streets or audiences or... Uh, <laughs> Or anyone other than my wife when she hears what I've been saying about our podcasts. <laughs> that was an interesting choice, wasn't it, for that guy to come on at the end of Waiting for Godot? Yeah, I think actually... 
got to end with a callback. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, I think actually, yeah, I think he was probably, truth be told, having a small mental breakdown that I was, <laughs> I was part of, uh, and so were the were the other people in, in the play. Yeah. But um, but also as well, that, that was like now I'm a teacher. Like imagine what the other teachers must have been thinking. He dances on at the end with a sign saying Godo. <laughs> Wearing, a, what, wearing those plastic Union Jack bowler hats. <laughs> it's <I'm> absolutely... <laughs> why would you think... Like, that's... Not only... Not only are you not understanding the play, that's, <laughs> put that to one side, but these are young children who are getting their moment to perform two nights of a play in front of their parents. We've rehearsed it. He didn't tell us he was going to do that. <laughs> These are young people. This is, you know, the first time we get to tread the boards. It's going to lead to two mediumly successful careers. It's, you know, this... What what are you thinking? That's the other thing as well about teaching, is that teachers often forget it's not about you. And uh, that's why I got out of it. Yeah. I just... I just... I just like the idea of Samuel Beckett sitting in the audience going... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if only I thought of that. That's what it needed. It was all that build-up. He's giving it to. He's giving it to his director. It's still not got an ending. I mean, if you can think of anything, fill your boots, mate. But I just, I don't know what it's going to be. <laughs> oh, look! It's been lovely talking to you. It's sorry, been really good. Sorry, I was rude to like your friend Victoria in the audience. Hey, it's it's all right. She's a bitch. Um, Whoa! But, uh, no, you absolutely cannot end on that. <laughs> It's Victoria and Gordon. I, I met them yeah. this weekend. They they run the uh, comedy they, podcast. Are they new friends? Are they new friends of art? They, they are new. They are new. Oh, I love them friends. as well. I was only joking. Yeah. Were, I like their comedy they, they that, podcast. They do that comedy podcast. They're not going to mention me on that comedy podcast. No, you're off the algorithm forever. <laughs> <laughs> They're very nice. It was a kind of joke. Oh, that's good. It's yeah. good that you qualified. It was a kind of joke. Yeah, kind of joke. Um, so we're going to go and buy some frozen veg. Yeah, and throw it into the sky and pretend it's a kite. <laughs> yeah, why not? That'll be our night sorted. It'll be good. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up to the fantastic Matthew Crosby. Thank you, Matthew. You have been listening to Richard Herring's That's Square Theatre podcast with me, Richard Herring, and my guest Matthew Crosby. Thank you to Pest for providing the music. Thank you to everyone at the Square Theatre and everyone at Go Faster Strike and everyone at the British Comedy Guide. And why not everyone at iTunes as well? They're nice as well. Thank you to George, the incompetent sound man, who literally took five minutes trying to find the sound cards to do this on, and I don't think he's even found them. That's how rubbish he is. Thank you to my producer, Ben Walker. And thank you. This is a Fuzz, Go Faster Strike and the Sky Potato production. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Go to gofasterstripe.com slash badges or to richtaring.com slash gigs and you can find a way to repay me if you are clever. Uh, if not, just tell your friends about the podcast. Why not? It could be fun. You could talk about how funny it was. Go on. It's be good. All right. See you next time. I'm Richard Herring's Less Is Good. The Bitches. Bye. Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Don't drink the milk. Don't drink the milk. Don't drink the milk. No, this isn't a podcast about milk. 
If you like historical intrigue, a bit of culture and a sprinkling of controversy, this one's for you. I'm Rachel Stewart and I'm travelling around Europe, following the hidden history of everyday things as they're exported through time and around the world, by force, by chance or by choice. No need to pack your bags. Just subscribe to Don't Drink the Milk wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you very much for listening to my podcasts. Listen to some more. Tell your friends about these podcasts. We're in a very competitive market and it would be lovely to keep those downloads coming in. The more downloads we get, the more money we make and the more podcasts we can make for you. It's a beautiful symbiotic relationship. Come and see me on tour at richardherring.com. But otherwise, just, you know, go outside. Enjoy the spring air. It's beautiful out there. I love you all. Goodbye.